Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, Toronto writer and commentator. Twice a week, I offer my take on the world, from craven politics and unchecked ambition to secret sauces, bitter loss, and fist-pumping redemption. The stories to live by. Quirky, high-style, tear-jerking, funny ha-ha, sometimes funny peculiar. My tales don't walk down the sidewalk and browse in the windows. They sneak into alleyways and come out onto different worlds. Alex Brown narrates each mini-podcast to bring to your ears what you see with your eyes in my twice-a-week blogs. And now, today's episode of Ramsey Writes. The Best of Healthcare, The Worst of Healthcare. Written by Bob Ramsey. There are two healthcare systems in Canada. Not just the public and private ones, but the Toronto system and the, well, let's call it the rest of Canada system. If you happen to live in the greater Toronto area, the 6.2 million of you are luckier than the other 31.8 million Canadians who don't. Got cancer? Get treated at Princess Margaret Cancer Centre, one of the top 10 oncology centres in the world. Heart disease? The Peter Monk Cardiac Centre, one of the top heart hospitals in the world. If you're a sick child or their parent, take them to Sick Kids, the best children's hospital anywhere. Need physical rehab? There's the Toronto Rehabilitation Institute, whose research arm is also the best in the world. Just plain really sick? Head to Toronto General Hospital, the fourth best hospital on earth, one below Mass General in Boston and one above Johns Hopkins in Baltimore. With superlatives like these, it's little wonder that of the top 10 hospitals in Canada, six are in Toronto, including the top four. But if you or your doctor aren't part of the GTA's medical ecosystem, the quality and frequency of your care could be much lower and slower. This is true everywhere, of course. Healthcare leans towards city mice, and you only have to drive a couple of hours out of the GTA to find spotty care in all kinds of areas and especially mental illness and palliative care. There's a much bigger gap, however, between Toronto and the nation as a whole, between Canada and pretty much every other country that also has universal health care, like Britain, France, Australia, Germany, and Switzerland. A Fraser Institute study released this week says Canadians pay top prices to get mediocre health care. They're too kind. Looking at how we compare to the other 27 countries with universal healthcare systems they tracked in less Ottawa, more province, I'd say we pay top prices for worst-in-class healthcare. It's only when they say Canada's performance is poor to moderate that assessment lines up more accurately with the facts. Let's start with money spent. Canada stands fifth out of 28 countries in terms of age-adjusted per capita spending on healthcare. Today, in every province, the biggest single program expense is health care. Quebec spends the least at 36.7% of its provincial budget. Nova Scotia spends the most, 46.6%, and Ontario spends 42%. This year, Ontario's 42% will be $78 billion out of a total of $186 billion. That's the spending part. For the receiving part, let me quote three paragraphs directly from the report. Of 28 countries, Canada ranks 26th for physicians, 14th for nurses, 25th for curative acute care beds out of 26, and 24th 
for psychiatric care beds. Canada ranks 21st out of 24 for MRI units, 22nd out of 26 for CT scanners, 17th out of 24 for PET scanners, 3rd out of 23 for gamma cameras, and 14th out of 21 for mammographs. Canada ranks 12th out of 26 for doctor consultations per 100 population, 27th out of 27 for hospital discharge rates per 100,000 population, 17th out of 22 for MRI exams per 1,000 population, and 13th out of 22 for CT scans per 1,000 population. And worst of all, Canada reports the least degree of hospital activity as measured by curative care discharges, 12 per 100,000 population. The OECD defines hospital discharge rates as the number of patients who leave a hospital after staying at least one night, including deaths in hospital following inpatient care. How can we spend so much and get so little? It seems that federalism itself is to blame. The major impediment to reform isn't lack of innovation or taking our eyes off inefficiency. It's the Canada Health Act, which forbids the provinces from creating cost-saving measures with their patients like coinsurance, deductibles, and co-payments. This past year, Ottawa transferred $40.4 billion in our taxes to the provinces to pay for health care. But if any province tries to implement these reforms, those funds are withheld on a dollar-for-dollar basis. The report suggests that Ottawa can change the Canada Health Act to remove many of its strings-attached transfers that are stifling innovation. They did this back in the 1990s when they were reforming welfare and social assistance payments, which were tied in similar knots. In fact, it was able to transfer less welfare money. But that money was less restricted, and it led to a substantial period of policy innovation and reform in various provinces. To improve their welfare programs, create solutions that address local problems, and help bring down costs. These experiments were frequently successful, as they were followed by a marked decline in welfare dependency and government spending on public assistance. It's inevitable that as Canadians get older and live longer and grow sicker, Healthcare costs will rise. But since little else has made how we spend our healthcare dollars affect the number of dollars we spend, perhaps Ottawa and the provinces should look at this, if only so that Canada doesn't have to own the worst system of all the universal healthcare nations. After all, nearly 100% of the dazzling technology and big brains that got into making Toronto's hospitals among the best in the world is funded by private donations. All those billions of dollars in provincial expenditures go to simply keeping the lights on. But think how good our hospitals could be if they tap into two sources of funding for excellence, private donations and some of that bigger pot of money that their provincial governments will have by actually being allowed to save money by cooperating with each other. It worked for welfare. It could work for medicine. Today's Ramsey Writes was read by Alex Brown. For more information on Bob Ramsey, his work, and all the other things he does besides writing, go to RamseyInc.com. That's R-A-M-S-A-Y-I-N-C.com.